You know what? Maybe pumpkin pie overrated. Maybe it is. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm not the only one, man. <laughs> Welcome to the Morning Stand-Up Podcast, where we come together to share ideas, talk strategies, and discuss all things post-acute care with your hosts, Nick Haluski and Brian McNeil. Hey, it's on. It's working. It is on. Brian, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. We are getting through... The holidays right now. Trying our best. Yes. How did Thanksgiving go? It was fantastic. How was yours? It's good. It was good. We tried to grill a turkey. Okay. This is brand new to us. And um, Smart. Could have gone a little longer, maybe. Could have gone a little longer on the grill. Um, <laughs> I We misjudged the timing. and So the outside was cooked, inside was like... Correct. Well. And I told my wife, no, look, it's only going to take 90 minutes because this one website told me it was. She gets everything ready. So the, she's like, we got to eat right now. Take that thing off the off the grill. Um, so I was like, well, all right. So um, learning. I mean, so next time, leave it on the grill a little bit longer. But it had potential. You definitely saw that, hey, this could actually be a good method. Wow. <laughs> but okay. It needed a little longer. Yeah. Any, any, um, how many slices of pumpkin pie did you have? None. I hate pumpkin what's pie. Your th- okay. What's your thought on pumpkin pie? It's terrible. It, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, <laughs> you get the big Costco because I think in my mind, that's the only place you get the pumpkin pies or Costco, those big pumpkin pies. You can't only handle like one slice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. No, I can't even handle one slice. Jeez, right? Mm-hmm. Probably the, is it the most overrated Thanksgiving like symbol, I guess? Yes. Like, yeah. It's yes. gotta be. Since the beginning of time. Yeah. The pumpkin is overrated. <laughs> yeah. Very overrated. Um, Robert's with us today. Welcome back, Robert. Howdy. Thank you very much. Yeah. For it's having been a couple me. months since we've had yeah. a market update. What are your thoughts, Robert, on pumpkin pie? You know, not my favorite, but uh, once a year, you got to do it. <laughs> That's I, I, I'm good with it. With enough whipped it. cream, you, anything's good. It's an obligation. <laughs> yeah, it's like this right of, um, it's not Thanksgiving without it. And yeah, you, 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 you got to have the slice. What is your favorite uh, pie? If you were to sit down and have a my pie at Thanksgiving. My wife makes a pumpkin crunch tort, actually, that has more graham cracker and and uh, uh-huh. syrups and stuff than okay. and whipped cream. Than pumpkin, and, and that's that's it more delicious <laughs> than the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nick, do you have a favorite uh, favorite pie? Has got to be like apple or peach. Yeah, but around Thanksgiving, pecan, pecan. Oh, mm. good. Is that a, is that an ice cream worthy pie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, it's what, good. Yeah, they all are. Except pumpkin. <laughs> you don't want ice cream with pumpkin. Yeah, you just don't want pumpkin. God. That's the problem. Pumpkin's no good, but that's the problem. So, Robert, man, it, it, a lot's happened since you were here yeah. last. The elections are done. It's been a busy season. Yeah, thrilled to have the elections. Uh, give us, uh, give us the lay of the land. What, what happened? You know, uh, the Republicans lost a few seats, but the Democrats lost a few seats. So at, at the end of the day, are we talking about the state, the, the state okay. legislature? Yep. Yeah. At the end of the day, the balance is exactly the same as it was before, which is funny. Wow. A couple people lost their primary, so they wouldn't be back. That really were champions for for senior care, for immunizations, for things that we care about. That w- they wouldn't be back. They lost their primary, hmm. and which is really sad. That three of them, I can, one of them retired. There were probably three that really understood the nursing home reimbursement system, which is complex to say the least. Yeah, <clears throat> they're all gone. So the the average le- legislator uh-huh. really doesn't understand the difference between Medicare, Medicaid, assisted living, nursing facility, hospice, home health, home care. So we've got a lot of educating to do. Which- so when things turn over like that, where do we start from? Well, it's great to have uh, our member facilities reach out and say, hey, come see our facility uh, and help educate you on what 
uh, one of the largest employers in your district is. But from your perspective as a part of the IHCA. Yeah, there's an open house for all new legislators okay. uh, later this week. I'll be there. Um, Where's I've, that? I've met many of them. It's at the Capitol building. Okay. And, and our our lobbyist, Tammy, has already met with almost every new legislator that won. So it's just one by one, educating them on what we do, why we're important, whether you hate government funding or not, um, the, our segment uh, is out there. And Is that frustrating to have to re-educate every few years? Super frustrating. Yeah. But it's just the, the way it goes. Yeah. And Senator Crapo won. The yep. Republicans uh, did not win the, the Senate, which he was in line to be the most powerful committee chair in, right. the, in the U.S. Senate, right. which didn't happen. He's he'll, still on the committee, he'll though. Sti- he'll, he'll be vice chair, basically, of the committee. And so we're s- still happy about that. And the sad thing about divided government is they can't do anything. Yeah. That's good for us <laughs> because they can't cut us. They can't can't do major regulatory changes. But it's sad for our country that they really can't do anything. So uh, the next four years will be, well, two years. Congress is elected every two years, Senate every six years. So maybe in two more years, the, the makeup will be different in Congress. We'll have some gridlock. Yeah, we, there the will be major future. gridlock. Yep. So, so on the state level with the people who won, uh, is there anything in particular that's coming down the pike that maybe we should know about? Or are we still waiting to see what the legislative priorities are going to be. The budget is always the biggest reason they come to town. Okay. And they still have billions of dollars sitting in the bank. Uh, they have appropriated during a special session, a lot of that to go to education and a tax refund for everyone. And, and there, there still will be a, a huge budget surplus. Okay. So how to spend that surplus. Those sessions are interesting because they get more cantankerous than the cutting sessions when they have to cut because they don't have enough money. It's like all of us show up, lobbyists show up and say, hey, I want part of that uh, pie that you've got sitting there. And Not pumpkin. Not pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those are the, uh, the more difficult sessions than okay. actually when you're trying not to get cut, which is odd. But, so are we lobbying right now? Is that 100%. Absolutely. What are we lobbying Talking for? to legislators, talking to them, helping them understand that 30 assisted livings have closed in the last year. And so in a situation like this where we have a budget surplus – what are we saying to them? Hey, give us money. Like, do, do we have to be specific? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And, and we'll tell them exactly where new money would go, that 30 facilities have closed, assisted living facilities. The number one fastest growing segment of the homeless population is the elderly mm. that need assisted living or got kicked out of assisted living because they didn't follow the rules or yeah. they, they were violent. There's no place for them. And, and so that's, that's a huge problem. And with the funding as it is and the regulatory environment – our members can't take that patient. Well, they got to go somewhere. Yeah. So that's a that's a huge thing. They see mentally ill on the street, but but you don't see Alzheimer's on the street, and we're starting to see that now. Oh my god, which gosh. is super sad. And developmental disabled, we're starting yeah. to see that. Yeah. Which is not where we want to be. Okay. So we have some work ahead of us with the new legislatures. Get them educated. Yep, for sure. But so far, so good from what yeah. you're hearing with the lobbyists out there. Yep, okay. I think and, so. And at the federal level, obviously, you talked about we. Uh, we had an election there. Senator Grapo kept his spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Senate and the House are now divided. Yep. Um, any updates on any of the national legislative? I know the last time we were here, we talked about the home health uh, and hospice potential cuts. Yeah. Uh, the cuts are still in line for home health over the next 10 years, but we kicked the can down the road a year. Okay. So they won't be going into place on January 1st. So, hey, live to fight another day. We'll fight that next year. 
There's a good national association that's all over that, and I'll be sending our, our members. Here's the next letter to send yeah. to our congressman and to CMS. But uh, that was refreshing news. Uh, yeah, at least we uh, don't face a, a big cut. That's a big one. Yeah. Happy about that. Thanks for your help. We went back to D.C. Yeah, that was together. fun. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, anything else big on the radar from a national standpoint? You know, there's a staffing uh, mandate right now that uh, President Biden has hinted at. We haven't seen the numbers. Every nursing facility, this is for nursing facilities only. Uh, we, we'd love to hire more staff. <laughs> yeah. They don't exist. Right. And, and so to mandate something that A, the states aren't paying for, and B, the numbers of bodies don't exist is crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's a huge thing hanging over our heads is um, how to dissuade uh, the Biden administration from doing that. Or a Republican House might actually be able to slow that down. But we'll see. You can do rules without the legislature sure. uh, mm-hmm. in, in Congress. Another big thing, I have a meeting with the Region 10 uh, Health and Human Services person uh, on Thursday because she reached out to me saying, and I think this is happening in every state, the <clears throat> immunizations for COVID are not as high as they would like them to be in nursing facilities specifically. And, and so if a resident family just says, heck no. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they expect us to change that and and convince them, mm. and so she's going to lean on me and I'll help educate the facilities. I'll see a spreadsheet of who's at twenty percent at immunization, and, and what they're looking at is the very latest booster that you're not fully immunized until you get that one, which has only been out for six months or so. Don't they say that with like every single one? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but but there are facilities in the country that are at zero percent, uh-huh. and so the public when they see that think, oh my gosh. Zero, uh, faci- zero patients have been immunized. No, that's not true. They probably had the first two. Right. They just, just didn't get the last one. With the latest booster, they're not 100%. I, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I get, I do get it because we saw, or we just saw nursing homes get decimated during yep. the pandemic. So yeah. understandable. There's a big focus on preventing an outbreak uh, yeah. in those skilled nursing facilities. I wonder if that's going to become a measurable, like quality metric in the CMS, you know, nursing home compare in home, home health compare in home health. We already track uh, flu shots. Oh uh, yeah. So nursing homes yeah. too, flu and, and do they? And um, pneumonia. Okay. Yeah. Th- those are already so I would, part of the metric. I wouldn't be shocked if it becomes a part of the metric. Right. Yeah. But then there's these little caveats where like, oh, technically they're zero percent. It's like, well, no, 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 no. I mean, okay, yes, but you no, know, we've had right, shots. Right. right. <laughs> and the and the tricky part is a, a nursing facility can't just um, provide the injection to their own staff. You've got to have special access to the immunization database, mm. and and so anytime any one of us gets an immunization, it goes on the state website. And we don't have access to that. So you got to have your pharmacy come in and do it or send your patients out to a pharmacy or the physicians have access to that. I'm going to ask a really dumb question. Uh, So like my sons just had RSV, which supposedly you get, usually everybody gets that before they're three years old and it's, it's a normal thing, but it it can be quite bad, but you don't, you don't necessarily get RSV again. Although there are cases that are upticking now, but it's like chicken pox, right? Like you get it once you're fine. Is COVID like that? Or is COVID like the flu? Because like the flu, we have to get flu shots every single year. Is COVID, hey, hey, hey I got inoculated, I'm good? Or yeah, is no, it like... I, I wish it were that way. Is, is it going to be a yearly thing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and what, what I heard recently is they didn't really do a very effective education. They kind of told us all, or what we heard anyway, is that, hey, get this uh, injection once and you're good for life. Mm-hmm. That was never the plan. It was always like mm-hmm. the flu. It was always like the where, flu. Where, yes, maybe you'll still get COVID, but it won't be as bad. And, and maybe it reduces the chance of you getting COVID, but it was never, 
like most respiratory um, immunizations, it's not 100% effective and it's not 100% a guarantee that you won't get COVID. That would be interesting to talk to an immunologist about. That would be a, a great Because I guess like the flu is a bacteria or I don't <clears throat> know. It changes. Virus. Yep. A virus that changes really quickly, yep. whereas polio or smallpox or even chickenpox, maybe it's like the same one that – anyways. Yeah. The, the only positive thing is that the the – COVID virus changes every year. Right. And most of the changes are less deadly. So mm-hmm. the ones that get passed on over and over and over are less it's deadly. weaker. So it will go for another 100 years or more. It's just becoming weaker and weaker and weaker. Mm-hmm. And they'll give us yeah, a new one every summer. And it'll winter. replace the cold, basically. I mean, Probably so. Yeah. That's what we can hope for. Hopefully. That would be great. Knock on wood. Oh, it's still playing out. This is fun. We yep. get to experiment on ourselves. <laughs> yeah. But what could come down the pike is this metric potentially that will be public data. And you could look at the nursing homes and compare nursing homes versus, you know, based off of uh, immunization rates. Wow. Yeah. I don't think in home health and hospice, your reimbursement is dependent on the flu, like whether yeah. or not it's being administered. It's a, it's a quality metric that they're tracking. Right. But I could totally see it being tied to reimbursement at some point. Could. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So well, if you, if you have enough, <clears throat> Bad stars specifically on, on different, um, metrics like the, um, mm. immunizations that knocks you down to a two star facility. And if you're a two star, you don't get contracts with Medicare yeah. Advantage. So you've sure. got to be, is it three or even four stars? I think three. Yeah. Generally is the threshold. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a death by a thousand cuts. If you have enough low stars in enough areas, hey, yeah. You, yeah. on paper, you're a bad facility. So we talked a little bit about the staffing mandate that's potentially coming down the pike. And you were talking before we started this podcast about a, a program that you're really excited about. Yeah. That we're, it sounds like a skilled nursing facility program. This is totally outside my realm. So I don't know if one of you will take, want to take a stab at what, what is it exactly? Because it sounded like we're being creative with the way that we're training up some of our staff. Mm-hmm. I think so. When, when I was a nursing home administrator 25 years ago, we had a CNA class in our facility. We had the mannequin, the classroom, mm-hmm. and uh, we had 30 people every other month come through our CNA class. Jeez. We'd hire wow. the best ones. It was a small college town. <laughs> yeah. And every nurse basically needs to be a CNA before they can apply. Yeah. So, so the students are out there, hmm. but the model now, and it has been for 20 years is you, our staff or any um, CNA student has to go to a community college. doesn't matter if it's a five minute drive or an hour and a half. Drive. And that's an Idaho specific regulation. Yes. And that's the frustrating thing. It's not a regulation. It's not a statute. It's a policy. Oh, and so a, Wait, a, a previous director. I feel like I feel like the record just scratched. Yes. What? I don't get it. Hold on, it's not a regulation or a statute. It's a policy. Yeah. What but does that mean? Health and welfare had a policy that they wouldn't recognize any CNA program that was not one of, taught by one of the community colleges. Wow. So just by implementing a policy, they didn't have to go to the legislature and, and have it implemented. This no, is we, like we told them if if a facility sues or we sue you, you have no leg to stand on. They said, I know. But we think it's better this way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and the governor really ticks him off when there's barriers to jobs that government creates that didn't go through him or through the legislative process or through the rules process. And that, that's one of them. So can policies be revoked? Yeah, that's sure. what that's what's happening right now. Okay. Okay. Is uh, Laura Thompson is open to say, why couldn't nursing facilities teach their own CNA classes again? The policies are hard though, because there's no checks on them. Right. At least with the legislature, you got to vote on it, right? Yep. It's got to come to the floor. It's got to go through committee, et cetera. But a policy, a departmental policy. Yeah. And there's no and, approval process. You can go on a website and read the rule and understand what the policy is. Sure. It, I mean, what the rule is or what the statute is. A policy, it's kind of hard to know. It's whatever that bureaucrat thinks that day. 
So yeah, I operated in Washington where, yeah, you could have CNA schools just down the street, you know, in little independent schools. Um, so it is interesting to come here to Idaho where they have to be associated with the It has to college. be associated with the colleges. Right. Not just, just community college, college. The same thing in Idaho. Higher education. Yeah. Yep. So, But this is changing now. This new program has started, which you're super excited about. Yeah. So Life Care Treasure Valley was given the permission to teach one CNA class. They were going to check. They, they, they had to go approve their instructor because that's a federal thing. Appro- approve their classroom, federal thing. They did that. They said, okay, give it a try. I want, we want to see your graduation rates. Hmm. Are you actually teaching so people uh, that, that pay money are going to be graduates mm. and, and successful graduates? Well, the three that finished it, it was a very small class, all passed the written and the skills test. So that's nice. great. Yeah. So Laura, I'll be working with her on, okay, how do other facilities apply? Wait what, one second. How did they, so do they still test through the state? The, yeah, that, good question. They have to go to a community college. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, wait, so we're avoiding – how how do the community colleges like this? Uh, they don't. They like a monopoly, of sure, course. Sure. Everyone does that, but that's it, on that side of so the So far, they, they allowed the three to register for the test, take the test in their testing center. Yeah, and okay. that's not unheard of. If a CNA okay. from uh, – well, even from Idaho, if a CNA hasn't been certified for 20 years uh-huh. – they, they may make them make, uh, they may require them to take a whole class over again, or they may say, Hey, go take the test. Okay. If you can pass, then we'll renew your certificate. Okay. Certificate. Or if you took a test somewhere else and now you've moved, I mean, oh, okay. taking a class sure. somewhere else and now you've moved. Hey, okay. Show us the evidence you took the class. So it's not uncommon for colleges to test folks that they didn't teach. Mm-hmm. It's not normal, not 90%, but it's uh-huh. so not unheard of. So the plan would be for facilities to train. And then they test at the community colleges or they're, or they're applying to be able to test as well at the facilities. Uh, I don't think testing at the facilities is an option. Okay. So it'd still be tested. Yeah. Cause there is a contract with the state and the community college and a big national testing company. Okay. So, so that, that is a, uh, an option that we'll fight for in the future. But right now it's just teaching the skills and the written, um, um, course at your facility. So people don't have to commute or you, maybe they even take the online version at your facility. Brian, where there's mentors. I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you this question. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot about CNA training, mm-hmm. specifically in skilled nursing facilities. Why is it such a big deal in skilled facilities? I'm just thinking home health and hospice. Uh-huh. I mean, yes, we use home health aids, CNAs, bath aids, et cetera, but we don't have, maybe we just use them on different ratios. I'm, I'm not sure. Is it just hard to find? Yeah. Yeah. So because, uh, our population needs generally assistance with all activities okay. of daily living. That's a good point. The CNA has essentially the training and has proven that so they because have, you're providing room and board for a lot of these patients and many of them need bath, you know, bathing, personal level, care yeah, services yeah. you're utilizing for, for 24 hours, right? Right. Not, yeah. Okay. Not for two hours, three times a week. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, 24. Okay, so uh, my staffing ratios in home health and hospice are just very different than yes. the staffing expectations for a skilled nursing facility. Yeah. And then assisted living as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, you kind of have the different levels of acuity. So assisted living, okay. generally those folks are mobile, going to the dining room themselves, feeding themselves. Yeah. And, and so in the state of Idaho, you've only been able to get as many CNAs as these schools would certify? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. That's essentially the the pipeline of of new talent coming in. And so if the facilities can create their own schools and then even if they're testing at the universities, the theory is they could recruit and grow their own CNA base much better than 
Mm-hmm. Kind of these other. That's the goal okay. is is to have more throughput, but but also a, a CWA class does great, but you're going to have life care employees there. You'll have Cascadia employees, all mixed into one class. the The dream is that you have your own class with your own culture embedded and your own training all over that class. Hmm. And so you're you're, you're training help, them. You're, you're you're training them on day one how to be successful in your facility, not just a place out there. And so how would it work? Do, do the, with these facilities, you said they'd be, have to apply for a waiver or just apply to be a, a school. Do they get state funds to provide the school or is it on their own dime? It's on their own dime. However, the Medicaid reimbursement is such that you have to pay for a course. If, if it's CWI or North Idaho College, the nursing facility is required to pay for that. And then that's an automatic pass through on your Medicaid reimbursement. Hmm. You're paid. You, you get that money back over Medicaid reimbursement. Oh, okay. So whether you do the expenses toward your own class would be the same. You'd, you'd get that money back based on how many Medicaid patients you had. But with this program, we could bring in folks that live close near the facility that want to get trained to be a CNA. They don't pay for the course, right? We essentially just Correct. provide it. Just yep. train them. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it sounds like it just kind of removes friction, right? Yeah. You're trying to hire like, CNA yeah. and they're like, well, I don't have my license yet. Like, you and it's like, okay, so school. go to the school, contact this person, get enrolled. Yeah. Whereas if we had it, if you had it at your own facility, it's like, hey, great. We have a new class starting on February 12th. Uh, I'll sign you up right now. Yeah. It just, it just removes that added step of friction. And, and mm-hmm. most CNA's uh, students really have to work still. So they're working at the facility. They have 120 days per federal regulation. Where they can work at the facility before they're certified. Hmm. If they're not certified in those 120 days, hey, you're a housekeeper, or we've got to take you off the floor sure. and got to do those same duties. But if they're at our facility working anyway, let's do the class where we can build in our culture and mentor them and help them be successful. You know, probably half of the students in CNA classes all over Idaho and all the community colleges never intend to be CNAs. They're doing it just to get into nursing school, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 they're great. We appreciate them. We we we're glad they they took that class, and maybe we'll try to recruit them to come at least work weekends. Right. And in and of itself, that might be a, a long term relationship builder, where you have CNA classes, knowing that these are going to be clinicians down the road, RNs that three, four years later when they're graduating, they're then coming back to the facility or at least they're staying in contact somehow. That's interesting. But if you could have a class of everyone was planning to be a CNA. Sure. Well, also, I'm just here to, to learn. The yeah. facilities different- in, in rural communities. I mean, communities that are like far from these colleges that are dependent on. Oh, that's a real. Yeah, that's a know, really. So good this point. really opens up for them the opportunity to just train folks in their community who I hadn't thought of that. Because how are they getting people now? <laughs> the McCall Nursing Facility. Uh-huh. They'll teach a um, CWI will allow them to teach a class. It'll be a CWI class if they can find ten students. Well, for McCall, Jeez, you're never going to get 10. 10 students. Wow. So yeah. if they hire two, they're driving to Boise three yeah, times a week. I'd love to month. see the cost reports for the rural communities just to see what their CNA utilization is like. Yeah, it's rough. In mm-hmm. rural areas, it's rough. Wow. So when does this potentially go into effect? So it's available now, but I, um, I'm working with Laura mm-hmm. to... F- to hone the application process so facilities actually know, okay, what does your classroom need to look like? Got it. What are the instructor qualifications? That that should be ready by the first of the year. Are we talking about that in the winter yes, workshop? Yes, for sure. Cool. What we're also talking about at the winter workshop is a grant that we applied for a few weeks ago, and, and we're notified that we got that grant, $40,000 to help train the staff development coordinators in SNFs how to teach that class. Congratulations. That's Thank awesome. You. Yeah. yeah. So 
10 grand of that is is going to be for social media to help find CNAs or NAs to become CNAs yeah. in your classes. Uh, about 10 grand is to pay the travel and the hotel costs for those SDCs to come to this class. Uh, our staff development coordinators are awesome. They do most of the training and facilities, most of the in-services, a lot of the onboarding. But hmm. but not one of them, I'm, is my guess, has ever taught a CNA class because it's, it's 25 years ago since that was allowed. So that's a different ballgame of teaching a CNA class while you're managing, you know, you get sick, the staff gets sick. How do you keep the class going? You don't have a whole college behind you. So it, it's the it's the actual um, nuts and bolts that we'll talk about at the workshop. So at the winter workshop, we're teaching. So this is where SDCs can come to the winter workshop, learn how to then go back and put on a class. Exactly. Great. One of the requirements, for example, is you need to take a train the trainer class. Mm -hmm. It's a 24-hour class about how to teach adults. Okay. Okay. So that's a requirement in Idaho. When Life Care Church Valley, their nurse, called CWI, they're like, I don't even know what class you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, uh, look through your uh, catalog. Oh, it's called... Of teaching adults. Oh, okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so we'll have the name of that class in every yeah. community college near you. There might be some online. And then there's um, Department of Labor money available for apprenticeships. And we'll talk about that too. Make sure you do the apprenticeship paperwork because they'll reimburse you your cost of delivering that class if you sent brand new mm-hmm. employees through the apprenticeship program. Okay. Okay. So it all fit together. The grant really helps it happen, but it, it'll only happen if facilities send their SDCs to this winter workshop. Information is going out to them uh, uh, probably next week, mm-hmm. and I hope that they can find the time to come to Boise and, and take advantage of this. It's going to be really hard to do on your own without um, really learning from the experts of how yeah. this works. And, and they can learn from each other, rural, urban, uh, large companies, small companies. This is cool. Very exciting. I mean, again, you could have the opportunity to train everyone in your facility uh, to become a CNA, uh, which would be great. You know, those in the kitchen, you know, dietary department, activities, social services, everyone oh, that's interesting. can learn. So that in crisis situations, everyone's a CNA and we all can chip in. That's that's great. All right. So, yeah. to, so to review, mm-hmm. we had an election. Not much has changed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Except 30% of the legislature is new. Well, true. But the balance of power hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. Get in touch with your local representatives if you can. Yep. Mm -hmm. Come to the winter workshop and be on, be on the lookout for this. Yes. New program. Yes. This new program. I would say the the Christmas, we got Christmas time coming up. Usually the facilities, we do a great job decorating. What a better time than, you know, welcome the legislatures to your facility. Yeah. Show off no the Christmas kidding. lights and the Christmas spirit that, that always is in our facilities. It's fun. That's you know, an employee of the year award and, yeah. and you meet your local legislature, they would come for that. They would love ah, to be part of an employee yeah. of the year uh, presentation, presentation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or a Christmas party. Hey, they're looking for votes all the time. They would love to meet 60 people in one room. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's a good point. That's awesome. cool. And we also learned, you know what? Maybe pumpkin pie overrated. Maybe it is. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm not the only one, man. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills every Thanksgiving. It's been great uh, sitting down with you again, Robert. Yeah, um, Robert. Thanks for having me. Appreciate happy you guys. Always good to see you. If good we don't see you. see you before then, happy holidays. Yeah, happy, happy holidays. Christmas. Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Yeah. All of the above. That concludes today's morning stand-up. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode.